everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today. We have team school inspector here to talk about his experience on What Calls the Heart. We have actor Todd Thompson here. And Todd, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Rachel, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the invite. Thanks so much. Yeah. So uh, this is your first time on the podcast. Can you yeah. uh, introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about sure. how you got started uh, in acting? Yeah. Um, my name is Todd Thompson. Uh, I played uh, the the somewhat unlikable uh, Augustus Landis uh, in last season of When Calls the Heart. Um, I so I grew up in uh, London, Ontario, Canada, a town of eh, maybe about five hundred thousand people. And uh, I went to high school there. I went to university there, and uh, London was a a fairly sort of white collar conservative town. I didn't have a lot of exposure to uh, the arts or acting. I was, as, as a younger kid, I was really into uh, sports. Uh, being from Canada, I played a lot of hockey. Um, and then in university, I had a friend who did some stand-up comedy and almost on a dare, and he absolutely killed it. And I remember thinking, wow, how did he do that? And it sort of sparked this little, I don't know, it's just something in it really, really stood out to me. And so um, after university, I moved to uh, Toronto. I started doing some improv workshops with Second City. I started doing some stand-up myself. Um, and that's, you know, kind of apropos of just having a little spark ignited, seeing my friend do stand-up. Um, the improv workshops and the stand-up uh, led to some acting classes, led to uh, a couple of years in New York where I studied. Um, the most amazing thing about New York City is you can volunteer usher. And I would see shows, I would see shows, five, six shows a week, theater. And um, I saw a production of uh, Death of a Salesman with Brian Dennehy written. Um, by uh, I, Death of a Salesman. Um, Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Oh, oh staggering. Great. Staggering production. I just came back from a New York trip myself. Oh, so, yeah. What did, did you see I, some good shows? Yes, I saw seven yeah. shows. So wow. it, was a, it was a Broadway trip. That's why yeah. I was there. Yeah. I know, it was so yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just, I, I saw Judith Light do Wit. Uh, oh, off Broadway, wow. which was amazing, and then I got to be in a Vancouver production of that. I saw Brian Dennehy, Elizabeth Franz do Death of a Salesman, and I just saw so many amazing productions. Um, and it just, it, 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 you know, you just make a decision. Well, this is it. This is it. Um, uh, what I did have, your family think about all that? You well, you know, well, plays and and shows and stuff. So my mom worked for an insurance company. My dad's a prof university prof um but i have a sister who lives in toronto her name is Kristen, uh, who's an actor as well oh wow and she went to the national theater school of canada and in, in montreal quebec so any flack that i may have received was diverted to her because she did it ahead of me but it right. also gave me um permission and a, and a vision that it's possible and um it, we sort of you know at family gatherings we'll kind of go like <laughs> like where did this come from how did this come to be i don't know um yeah. 
but uh you know it's uh, it, it's uh you know it fraught with with uh with within it, you have to have some faith you have to have some faith and some belief and um uh, some fortitude and uh, but 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 it's a wonderful vocation and I'm glad I uh, continue to pursue it and I'm so grateful for my time uh, in New York and uh, for the opportunities that I was given particularly in the uh, theater community here in uh, here in Vancouver yeah your IMD mentioned that you did theater as well as film and I wanted yeah. to ask about that because I love theater so much oh my and, god uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that like to be in a live show like well, you know, I just think theater is the camaraderie that one develops it, it, it being part of a cast is, I mean, maybe if you're in a band and you're touring, you can right. get that kind of come out, but everyone's in the room on day one, building something together and everyone is responsible to, to bring their best selves forward to make um the best production you can and i i love that aspect of it um i, I you know it, it the feeling of you know walking out on stage and knowing that what you have envisioned the play to be i've been in shows where it's like this is what the play is and then it's like and been in shows where it's like this is what the play is and then there's a real reciprocation of that idea with the audience and that is a really wonderful and thrilling place to be um and and i you know now when i'm on set um i just i always hearken back to the things that i've done on stage and i go well if i can do that i can do this and it gives me uh just a little like a little yeah. a little a little little calm mm -hmm. um because sometimes it can be, you know, it can be intimidating uh, being on set. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so, especially an established cast like Linkles the Heart. That you would got be it. a little yeah. intimidating. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you remember the first role on camera that you ever got? That's a great. Yes, it was. Uh, it was for the National Film Board of Canada. I think it was like 2002. Um, and it was, uh, shamefully, I played a pimp. And I had like bad frosted tips. Oh no, that's and, like, so 2002. I, <laughs> like so 2002. And I just wanted to be like, walk over the sign. Like I wouldn't do this on my own. This is the wrong. And they like, they like shaved like lightning bolts into the, like, the side of my head. And I mean, super fun, right. To be able to yeah. do. Um, and uh, that was the first role I ever had on in theater was a dead guy. And I got dragged off the stage. <laughs> the first role I ever had on, on film was for the national film board of Canada. And um, it was, uh, I was playing a, a pimp. That's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what do what do your kids think when you're in um uh, in shows like When Calls the Heart and things like that? Well, my my wife is an actor as well. Her name is oh, Megan wow. Gardner, and she just did an episode of of The Flash, and oh. and, and you know I probably can't say too much about it because it's sure. but it's just been shot, and um so we we showed 
my daughter and, and I could see my daughter going, wow, that's pretty cool. And I was like, well, I was in an episode of Turner and a Hooch where I got to like, you know, there was a Cessna flying away, this little plane. And I got to like jump on the Cessna and go like, no, stop, stop. So we watched an episode of Turner and Hooch. And, and um, so my, my kid reported back that she told her friends at school that her parents were actors and it gave her some cred. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I like, think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like your parents are actors, cool. Um, my, my daughter is not specifically interested in acting, but she loves to sing. Um, shout out to my daughter, Fraser, uh, the Vancouver Canucks. She did a Canuck karaoke. She oh. sang Taylor Swift's Shake It Off in front of like 30,000, well, no, Whoa. probably 20,000 people, um, which, you know, as a papa, I was very yeah that's legit that's yes, good. totally legit yeah, <laughs> yeah so she does have a performing um mm-hmm. uh, dna in her but more singing than than acting we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family please consider and we will love you forever go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies that's patreon.com slash hallmarkies so i noticed you've been in a couple of the hallmark mysteries yes uh, and uh, i was just wondering what's that like to be in one of those mystery shows well uh, you know i the one thing that i will hearken back to anytime I've worked on a Hallmark is, you know, again, as a day player, like, you know, sometimes you have one day, sometimes you have five days, sometimes you have three days and you're sort of there to, um, you know, fulfill your role within it, but quickly get a vibe of the set, vibe of the, of the, the energy, the, for lack of a better term, the friendliness or the intensity, stress or whatever. And um, I found the sets uh, very welcoming, um, very safe. So you're not feeling like, oh my gosh, if I drop a line here, you know, this star is gonna, like I've had very, um, very fun times on on those sets. And, um, you know, to, I think on the one I, I I was the bad guy and one I wasn't the bad guy and um, you got but, to be the murderer I, in one of them. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be and fun. then I was I was the red herring in the other one where it was like, well, this guy has to be the murderer, and then yeah, I was. yeah. So, <laughs> it was so I think that would be fun to yes be the murderer. <laughs> yes, yes. But in one of them, uh, the, the, the Haley Dean uh, mystery, um, Viv Leacock um, was, was, um, had a very you know, big part. And I had a couple of scenes with Viv 
And I knew Viv because he's a Vancouver actor. And man, that guy. So nice. That guy is the real deal. Absolutely so welcoming, so kind, so generous, so humble. And that started a, a nice friendship. We've done some work together, you know, since then. We've done some voice work together. And so to be on set with, uh, you know, Mr. Leacock and his, his kids and um, having Yeah, that must pre- have been fun to not oh only him, gosh. but his kids. I, I just, you know, and, and the joy that it brought Viv. I just, you know, it was, it's just one of those things where you, you just, you know, you just, the, the gratitude is, you know, through the, through the roof. And uh, it, again, you know, sometimes you get to set and you're like, okay, who do I know? Oh, I know that grip and I know that camera operator and I know Viv Leacock. So it, it just made everything um, settle a little bit uh, for me. That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah you've done a, a number of shows and I was just curious, uh, shows like Supernatural, what's that yeah. like kind of coming in doing a three episode arc or something like that on a show? Yeah. Like that? Well, it's so funny because I, I have died on super, like it, there's, I'm sure there's Supernatural fans out there who'd be like, wait a minute, you died in an earlier episode. But apparently <laughs> like one time I got hooked on a bandsaw, got chopped up. And then I think five seasons later, I died again. And if there are like, you know, Supernatural fans out there, they would be like, this can't be, this guy is. But apparently after about five years, but the show ran for 15 years. So they're running out of actors. They're like, <laughs> we've hired everyone in the city. So you had a different part every time. I did different every time. That's funny. <laughs> Three separate episodes over like I think from season three to season 15. So, but uh, like literally almost about every five years I had different parts and died twice. Funny, that's funny. Super fun, super fun. <laughs> um, but, but again, um, you know, those are sets you walk on and you're like, you know, you, you just want to make sure you, you're bringing your, your A game. Yeah. And, and um, I, I was again, treated with, uh, with, respect and professionalism and and i very much appreciated that great well let's talk about landis and when calls the heart mm-hmm. well part of the reason why i wanted to have you on and this is no joke when you were on the show in season eight i on the podcast said nope i'm team school inspector <laughs> this is not his fault i i said that well, i want to react i'm going to do a reaction here <laughs> There we yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth doesn't have the training to teach Angela. She's not qualified. So he's right. And and I was the only one. And so when you had redemption in this season, season nine, I was like, yep, I saw it. <laughs> you saw it coming. Yes. Yeah, you saw it coming. So that's part of the reason why yeah. I wanted to talk to you. Cause I don't know. I just felt like, yes, of course she can't teach Angela. She's you have to have the training. You know, absolutely. And, and we had, you know, uh, with, with all of the directors, uh, uh, Mike Roll was uh, my first director. Um, and that's the scene where that's the, the graduation ceremony. I think it's the first time that Landis is introduced. And um, I said, you know, that, that family there with, with, um, um, 
Angela Canfield, who is Vienna Leacock, who is who is the the blind uh, child. You know what right. what's up with that family and. Um, you know, trying to really get a handle on, are there nefarious reasons why he's singling out that family? Are there, um, and furthering that discussion with another wonderful director, you know, Peter DeLuise. And, um, you know, obviously there is an element that this is the, you know, the first black family in Hope Valley. Um, do we, you know, at, at that time, at that place, at that school. And we just felt that um, if someone wanted to glean that from, from the storyline, fine. But genuinely, uh, Natasha or Rachel, I would yeah say that, that there was a care for the school district. The school district was expanding. The school district was was going to be annexed almost, mm -hmm. and teachers needed the proper, you know, qualifications. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like, particularly, despite the um, there was a, there's a story. Um, tell me if I'm going on here too long. No, you're in, fine. In my answer, but um, there was a story that I that I mentioned to Peter DeLuise, and it was. Um, uh, the comed uh, uh, uh what's her name uh, silver uh, she's a she's a female canadian sarah silverman sarah silverman thank you and sarah silverman was getting these tweets like like and i can't even use the language that was used and sarah silverman texted back like hey man are, like are you okay why the vitriol why the anger oh you're you know you're this and you're that and you're this is everything okay with you and sarah silverman just Sent back love, sent back love, sent back love. And this guy eventually said, you know, I, I've got, um, you know, back issues. My back hurts. I need surgery. Sarah Silverman ended up paying for this guy's back surgery. Despite wow. the fact that he was sending all of this vitriol and all of this. And I said to, uh, to uh, Peter DeLuise, I'm like, do you know that Sarah Silverman story? And he's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, I feel like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of Landis. Landis is like, I'm shutting down the school. I'm annexing the school. Miss Thornton, you're not going to be teaching. And Miss Thornton, you know, Miss Thornton remains professional. Um, uh, uh, Minnie Canfield, the mom, played by Natasha uh, uh, Burnett, why don't you come over for dinner? Why don't we get you some dry clothes? Why don't you meet the kids? And it's like, eventually it just melts this guy. And it's like, oh man. I've been misdirected. Mm. So despite the animosity that I was throwing, it was coming back in a very uh, not uptight, not angry, not, you know, get out of here, you bum. It was like, why don't you meet our kids? Why don't you get to know us? And that eventually turns, I think, him him around at the end to go i gotta get back to teaching myself i gotta get back to what's important i'm tired of being this sort of pencil pusher with them you know as a as a school inspector yeah so how did you end up getting the role uh, you probably sent in your audition in like in the peak quarantine-ish time the 2020 and uh yeah. and how did that all happen 
Well, you know, there's been as I'm as you've probably heard from other you know actors that you've that you've uh, you know had on the podcast. Uh, there was a real real shift from you know going in the room, talking to a casting director, getting direction, getting feedback, maybe coming back for a callback to self taping. So everything now is self taping. I'm very lucky that I have a a great. I converted my sister's coach house into a little studio. So I've got nice little lights. I got a nice little camera. Uh, oh, I've got nice. lots of acting friends that I work with and we shoot tapes for each other. And, you know, you get sides, you shoot them, you send them off into the ether. Did your agent just say, Hey, here's an audition for uh, for one calls the heart. Yeah. You might like, yeah. Well, not even that you might like, it's like, <laughs> like you, yeah you, I mean you know I'm not in a position to go like eh. I mean there's there's you know if, if some of the content I disagree with but you know I'm not in a position to go like yeah I don't know about this one like, right I'll do I'll, I'll audition for anything as long as it's you know I don't find it the material offensive um and you know you there the often the you know I'd say one in 30 auditions is something like I just can't get behind this particular you know character um so you know there's there's a um connected but detached sort of thing like you can drive yourself crazy you can have 15 auditions out in the ether and you go what's up with that what's up with that what's up with that and so you send them out you do the best you can and then it's like they want you or they don't most of the time they don't yeah <laughs> this time they did yeah. and then you go aha yeah is this so exciting to... when you get the when you book it oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the greatest words i hear often then like i love you dad is like <laughs> my agent so we have an offer for you and i'm yeah. like ah. yeah like you've been pinned you've been shortlisted you know you've been sent to network they really like you doesn't mean a thing until you hear we have an offer for you right which means like okay those words are the best because you know i since we've been self-taping i i have all my auditions on my hard drive and i'm like and i'm like i have column after column of auditions that i didn't get it's like that that one so you just this is what you know about the faith. You just got to keep throwing darts, and eventually one of them's going to hit a bullseye. And so, you know, what necessarily the the powers that be within when calls the heart, what what they saw or felt, or I don't know, but they went like, I think this is the guy, and I'm very glad they did. Do you know so the many- show? Were you kind of aware of it? Well, I was aware of the cachet kind of that, and the cachet is maybe not the word, like, you know, most shows last two, three, four seasons. Yeah. Maybe five. You know, this is a beloved show, eight seasons at the time. Um, I know people who've been on the show. Um, It's just one of those shows that, you're aware of it's got a it's got a a gravitas to it because it has such a following because it has 
it, it, it's um yeah nine you know, seasons it, nothing to sneeze at man it's a fickle <laughs> it's a fickle environment sometimes and so for a show to have lasted as long as it has it is says something very positive about it so why do you think what do you think the uh, the appeal is for one calls the heart it's so interesting like i feel like there's a relatability well in on one instance there's a relatability to the characters and the stories yes but in another sense there's this like simpler times simpler ideas um we know the characters um uh, it you know like what yeah i don't know why did Batman hit why did um you know supernatural 15 seasons you know there's there's a real sort of lightning in a bottle kind of, lightning in a bottle lightning in a bottle yeah you know I, I will say that um the showrunner john tinker who you, when you know and the, the term showrunner is that running the show right you know he he sent me um you know emails to say we love what you're doing thanks for being on the show i mean he doesn't need to do that but that type of that's indicative of a, a greater reality that, that exists within the show in terms of the support and the camaraderie um and it just makes you as an actor feel like well i guess i'm you know i'm doing i'm i'm doing okay i'm doing the right things i'm making the right choices and and um it goes a long way i, I don't you don't normally hear from a showrunner so when you have the scene where elizabeth gets upset with you loses her cool uh what's what's that like uh, playing off of aaron aaron and and uh and doing that kind of heated scene so good because <laughs> she doesn't lose her cool that often no and you know a part of me is like you know i'm showing up like part of me is like so there's landis but there's also todd right there's miss thornton but there's also aaron aaron has been with this show with this school with this product and so here's someone who is threatening what she has been building and working with for many many years and put her heart and soul into it and so i feel like it's um it, it, there's a real it's like kryptonite or an achilles heel it's like i'm poking at the thing which she has invested so much of herself into that it's completely justifiable that she would have this like reaction to someone who's like i think i might close down the school i don't think you're qualified i don't think well because at this point this. she had gotten the certification so i was yeah. i was moving away from team school inspector a little bit yeah but uh, he it still wasn't his fault it wasn't landis's fault he was just he was the messenger uh for yeah. the school board coming in saying uh, but then it seems like now at the end he's going to be more of like an advocate for the Hope Valley School, whereas yeah. and for Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know, yes, just the messenger, yes, uh, and and everyone's got to make a buck, right? Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you know, there is some tacit 
responsibility in the message that you're giving, in the information that you're sending, in the in the well, discomfort and, they, and anger that you're creating. If she went all the way to Hamilton to get the training, which was it seemed like she was there for a couple of months, so it was a, a big deal to do. Yeah, you would think that at the very least the school board would be. It's not like they have a plethora of teachers. So do you think that they would want to help her to have the right, not be, have this sort of antagonistic relationship? Like I they know. need all the teachers. There's not a ton of people banging out I, the door. To I teach. know, no, I no. know. And, and that's where the discussion comes in yeah. and about, so what really is behind all this? Mm. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. What really is behind all this? Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. There's the trick played where they the kids glue your hats to the, <laughs> yeah. to the desk. And I thought I would have laughed if that was me. And, and, and of course, Elizabeth's like, that's not funny at all. And I'm like, no, it's funny. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that would have been funny? Well, I don't think, you know, I just want to say props, prop, props to the props guys. Yeah. Oh, who, yeah. Who they literally built magnets into the desk and magnets on the hat oh, so that clever. I literally did have something to play against oh and that's then, clever oh my gosh amazing yeah. like to that detail is it's, otherwise i'm having to like schmack like well this hat's heavy when it's not so they right. literally made it like tricky to get off and then all that glue like that it you know they uh -huh. amazing with that and then you know when we reset they're cleaning it off the desk and they're cleaning off the hat and um Little Cooper, he's upset. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Cooper is the um, the Canfield the, the, boy. Cooper Canfield is the is the young gentleman responsible for it because he knows that I'm, you know. Yeah, he's like, I'm not apologizing. I don't feel sad at all. I don't feel sad at all. I think it's hilarious. You know, I think, I think to see, I don't think at that point we can see Landis. It's not until that final scene where Landis goes like you know, I've, I've learned something here. You know, I, I need to get back to teaching myself. That's what I used. That's when we can finally let him off the hook. If we see that, if we see a different side of him, we, we, we don't necessarily buy into um, the, the, the journeys that he, that he's on to shut down the schools. Like, well, oh, he has a sense of humor. He doesn't have a sense of humor. Right. At that, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I mean, I almost said Natasha. <laughs> Minnie, Minnie uh, yes. in, invites Landis to dinner, as you said, yes. and that I thought was a really good scene for Natasha when you know she's telling 
she's telling Joe that, you know, she wants to sit down with this person that she does not like and, uh, and try to find this common bond. And so then she, uh, she invites you to dinner and, uh, yeah, that was, that was good. And, and then the whole scene at dinner, I thought was like peak when calls the heart, it was really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's an element, you know, we, Basically, you know, um, Natasha, Minnie, and I, you know, talked about, um, you know, various elements. And there's a scene prior to that in the in the cafe where she comes over and serves me a muffin and, you know, Mr. Yeah, that's Landis when she invites you, right? That's when she invites me. Yeah. And um, my instinct on that was to be like, oh, well, thank you. Oh, that's so nice. And but then there's not much for her to kind of fight against. So to, to continue kind of this contentious relationship and the animosity, even as she's delivering me, you know, coffee, muffin, inviting me over, um, makes her like resolve to like, be nice to this man, you know, even, even more significant, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's just something about, I mean, you take someone out of their environment, you bring them into your environment, you, you, you sort of strip away trappings. And I, I feel like the significance of the rainstorm and, and being offered clothes, metaphorically speaking, to get mm. all sort of, you know, oogie boogie. Yeah. It's really like, let's strip this guy down. Let's take him out of, let's get his briefcase out of his hand. Let's get yeah. his umbrella out of his hand. Let's get, let's get him out of the school. Let's get yeah. him having some nice dinner, meeting yeah. the kids on their, on, on their terms. It just, yeah. kind of, you go like, wow, these are real people. Yeah. These assuming people actually exist. Yeah. Assuming that he's not like a psychopath or something like a normal yeah. human, which yeah. uh, of course that's only what we'll get in when calls heart uh, that when you take a normal human and you, uh, you show that kind of kindness and invite them into your home, there is something that it's hard. It would be hard to be angry and difficult when you have all the vestiges of kindness and compassion there. You know, that that's definitely true. Oh I think. Oh my gosh. It's like, and, and again, that's that, like, you know, the Sarah Silverman example. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, He's like, you're this, you're that, you're this. Hey, are you okay? Like she ended up, and the guy at the end is like, you know, thank you, Sarah. I love you. You know, I'm, I'm just like, and I, I feel like, you know, there's so many, I mean, not, you know, not to get like, you know, meta or political or, but, you know, we're so divisive. We're so, you're either on that side or that side, but when humanity comes together, you actually get to meet someone. Right. And get to talk to someone and get to like see someone's humanity. And that takes a lot of humility and a lot of vulnerability. I'm sure, you know, many Canfield would rather go like, I'm not writing that guy over. He's a beep, 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 beep. But she's right. like, she checks herself. And that takes incredible, you know, humility and vulnerability so this, to do that yeah so the scene where you're actually playing piano with angela with vienna what was that like shooting that oh man 
Well, okay. So I gave props to the props department, props to the sound department, because there was a scene earlier in the, um, in the, in the saloon bar restaurant where the, where there are people sitting around and I'm like, you know, playing this sort of ragtimey tune and to, to match that all up with the person who's actually playing sound wise. That is, that is like magic, what they created. So that's huge uh, sound accomplishment. Um, Again, you know, there's something again, not to get like meta or, art man like there's something so beautiful that just brings people together music is music is music it's not political it's not um it's not divisive it's a song that we both know we both share in the duet what an amazing um you know allegory or 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 metaphor um and you know, there was, you know, I would say 20% of me in the scene is going like Todd is sitting down with Vienna. Vienna's dad, Viv, is right there. Mr. Landis is, you know, sitting down with uh, Angela Canfield and Joseph and Minnie are right. Like there was a real kind of synergy of, mm. of you know, family. And uh, I, I just, you know, there's some scenes where you go like, man, I'm lucky to be able to do this scene man yeah. I'm lucky to, like it's just it's a beautiful scene beautiful it was a beautiful scene and uh, everybody's heart gets changed and, and i mean this is, this is why you watch one Calls the heart this is what the show is totally, and totally. i think that vienna does such a good job i mean i i in in fairness i haven't spent that much time around young blind people so it's not like i have a lot to judge on but it's she seems it's very convincing in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, I just, there's a warmth to her performance that I think is really excellent. Yeah. And what I appreciated, it wasn't like, it, it was a very simple, doable portrayal. It yeah. wasn't, it was just, you know, it was just kind of looking off and the odd kind of feel, but it wasn't. It not wasn't, over the top. Not over the top or not yeah. something that it's like, you need to be able to do it every time. On every mm-hmm. take, it's like you need to be able to replicate your ability, you, you know, wh- what your choice is in, in as, a, as a blind person. So um, I, I really thought her, the simplicity of, of the choice was, uh, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way, I mean that in a very positive way like that, that is, was, was really smart of her to do. <clears throat> well, so now Mr. Landis is gonna go and defend Elizabeth going to be very exciting <laughs> it seems like hey yeah, he's reborn and he's now he's going to go back to teaching i mean it's very exciting <laughs> i'm just waiting for john to call me and go so um <laughs> we want to bring you back here's yes. what we're thinking if john is listening to this i'm happy to come back happy to come back yeah. <laughs> yes john Tigger, make it happen yeah we're, we're, we're fans, yeah exactly so. yeah yeah well i appreciate that thank you so much thank you <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. So okay. here we go. What is the best ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Okay, good. What's your favorite color? Blue. All right. What music are you into? Right now, uh, finger picking blues. You need oh. some guitars behind me? Oh, yeah, I see that. I play guitar a lot. Nice. Um, um, 
I'm learning. I'm trying to. I'm working on uh, "Kind-Hearted Woman" by Robert Johnson right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. What is your go-to date night food? Or we've been saying lately, what is your DoorDash order? Sushi. <laughs> sushi. Okay, good. Yeah, sushi. That, that's good. All right. Uh, when you can go back and do activities and stuff, what is your go-to date night activity? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, but my wife. So we're like, we need to have a date night because, you know, COVID. So right. uh, we, we're, we're going up to Whistler. We, huh. we, we love it up there just, you know, for the weekend, but, um, a date night activity is honestly like, uh, we, you know, so lucky to live in Vancouver. We have a, a beautiful seawall walk. We have a JJ Bean, a coffee shop, and we have a Mario's gelato. So we'll either pick up a coffee or an ice cream and we'll go for like a, like a eight or 10 K walk and just talk. Love that. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, which do you like better dogs or cats? dogs dogs okay like. beaches or mountains oh, beaches okay all right would you rather be in suit and tie or sweats sweats. <laughs> sweats okay yeah i think we're all getting a little tired of sweats though don't you think <sighs> no <laughs> no <laughs> no i got you know i got sweats on right now but i got this nice sweater on so yeah. but I'm, I'm comfy cozy so what is your favorite holiday to celebrate christmas yeah we got to get you in a christmas movie you're up there in vancouver that's crazy you haven't been i know i know i've auditioned for a lot yeah <laughs> uh, all right what is your favorite hallmark or romantic movie uh love actually okay good yeah that's a good one all yeah. right you did it you answered all the questions very good. <laughs> Amazing, Rachel. Well, thank you so thank much you. for coming on and talking with us. This was a lot of fun. I know the Hardys will so really enjoy it. And, well, thank uh, you for the. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me on and and uh, yeah, giving me the opportunity to talk uh, more about Landis. It's been a while yeah. since we uh, since we shot it. I realize it right, was aired yeah. recently, so um, I appreciate the time. Thank you. So, do you have social media or anything like that you want to share? you're good I, okay good. yeah but thank you but i don't really i'm not that's yeah, I, yeah. i'm like i'm too old like i, I i'm i'm way behind the curve you're better off on that it's i'm stressful. way behind the curve on that yes yes so but but thank you yeah well thank you very much and uh yeah hopefully we'll hear more of uh of landis okay. in the future fingers crossed thanks for your time rachel appreciate it i'd like to thank todd for coming on the podcast this was so much fun to get to talk with him and uh, let us know what you think about all the things we talked about we had a great conversation and uh, please put in the comment section or on twitter we would love to hear what you have to say and you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on Ron tomatoes and you can follow the podcast hallmarkies pod hallmarkies podcast all of our social media and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that helps us so much and if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store where there's lots of Hardy's inspired merch at the merch store. So please take a look at that. And thanks again to Todd. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye.